Welcome to Texans Talk. I'm Josh McSwain here with my co-host AJ Torres. Today, we're going to talk about the viability of acquiring Gardner Minshew to play quarterback in a very uncertain situation and what remaining free agents the Texans should look at. Now, getting to Minshew really quickly, obviously we've seen a little bit of what he can do. He's not a big guy. He doesn't have a great arm, but he's Got the ability to make plays. He can move around. He's shown himself to be a relatively accurate passer, even though his arm is not anything to write home about. I almost picture him as a more mobile Chad Pennington. Ooh, that's kind of accurate, yeah. But anyways, the Jaguars (laughs) have said they might, (laughs) might part with him for a sixth or maybe fifth round pick. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking for a guy that threw 21 touchdowns to six interceptions a couple years ago, it could be worth it. I wondered if the Jaguars would trade him before the draft, but I'm not sure that the draft affected his value much because before everybody knew they were going to take Trevor Lawrence and obviously they did. So knowing he was going to be there versus him actually being there, I don't know why it would affect Minshew's value all that much. Very true. I mean, I thought it was kind of like kind of the thing with Josh Rosen where it's just like, look, dude, you're not our guy, and it's kind of worth it that he didn't do great. So the rumor was a second-round pick and ended up being like, what, a third-round pick, something like that? I actually think Rosen might have gone for a second. Oh, I think it was a later second maybe? Maybe. Yeah, not using him. But whatever the case may be, you just picked up a generational prospect, the best prospect since Andrew Luck, as we know. And we know that Gardner Minshew, the talent is there. There's a difference between talented and elite. Right. I think that's very fair to say. So do we say that Gardner Minshew is not elite? I think we could say that. I think so far, as of right now, he is not an elite quarterback, and that's okay. So now the best thing to do is, mind you, they drafted the quarterback. They did get Tyrod Taylor, who right now, I'm going to leave the Watson politics out, but right now Tyrod Taylor is getting the majority of the reps. Right. So now here's the debate. Would you rather have Tyrod Taylor or Gardner Minshew behind center? I'd rather have Minshew personally. More upside? Definitely. That's fair to say. So I guess then the next question would be, what are we giving up for a Gardner Minshew? Do you do Tyrod Taylor and pay half his guaranteed money? Nah, I and think then, we can keep we can keep Taylor around. I think he's a good veteran guy. I just don't want him as a starter. And then obviously with Davis Mills, it's just a wild card. You don't really know what you're going to get out of him. And isn't McCarron still on the roster? Let me check the depth. You know, right I'm now. not sure if he is anymore or not, but 
I think we've seen enough to know McCarron really doesn't have much of a future. Uh, that is very true. So if we do this by position, I'm on the Texans website. Here we go. So on the roster right now, we have Driscoll, Mills, Tyrod, and Watson. Okay, so McCarron's not there, but we got Driscoll and Tyrod. So there doesn't need to be five quarterbacks on this roster. No. I think Driscoll's going to end up being cut. So then there would leave three. Now, the way that this Watson drama is going, I don't think any of us could predict it. It's anyone's guess. But my thought is, right, are you okay with having four quarterbacks on the roster? You want to keep Tyrod around? And there's no way you could get rid of Mills right now. No, you wouldn't do that. So what? Uh, the more I go into this, I was really thinking that Gardner Minshew is a very big upgrade over Tyrod. But unless one of those, I think unless Tyrod goes over in the trade, and you give him something, you know, pick compensation. I think it seems dead in the water at this rate. Otherwise, we're going to have four quarterbacks on the roster, and I just think that would be a waste considering the other needs on the team. Well, do you think it's possible Mills could get sent over? I realize both he and Taylor haven't huh. played a down for Houston, but, you know, would why does that matter? Over? Hmm. I didn't think about it like that. There's some people that really like him. There's some people that are mad on him because it's not one of those big guys that, uh, I mean, after Kyle Trask, everyone just kind of said, yeah, whatever, who cares? And then there's the people that are like, oh, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Watch out, Kirk Cousins. You know, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, are you really that high up on him? Or are you just trying to make hype so Kirk Cousins can get competition to throw the ball better? Right. Do I think Mills could go over? Again, it depends on what you're going to have to go by the ceiling. What is the ceiling right now for Gardner Minshew outside looking like the American American mascot? <laughs> And a guy that looks like he could have a bald eagle uh, appear on his shoulder at any given moment. Both are accurate. <laughs> that 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 would be very great to have a guy <laughs> in Texas. That that would be a reputable guy, no doubt about it. But do I think that Mills could have more upside? I, I would have to see uh, tape side by side. I'm liking Mills better right now, but we know that the Jacksonville talent might have been uh, – it's like a whirlpool where people just die out. You could coin flip it. Maybe. But moving on, even if we do table that idea, and that would have to be a long process of watching film and just whether if they would agree on it, what we decide to do – is we decide to go to see what the cap space the Texans had left, and that is 8.6 million. 
according to over the cap or the 2021 cap space. And we go to pro football focus and we see the remaining free agents. Now we see some guys that right now, I'm not sure if let's say the top remaining free agent they have ranked in Richard Sherman, a corner. I'm not sure if he would be able to fan this team. But there's others in here that you might just say, you know what? Why not? I don't think Melvin Ingram is going to accept uh, a small term deal in the single figures, a million figures. But there could be some slim pickings with potential. And if it's on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I'm all for it. I'm raging going, hey, let's go. Have you thought of anybody so far? My pick would be Jarrell Casey, the name that might live in infamy for Texans fans after his time with the Titans. But even though he's on the wrong side of 30, I still think Casey has something left. He can still be a pretty decent run defender. And no, Lord knows we need that. Yeah. I mean, a season grade on pro football focus, only 156 snaps. But his 2020 grade was a 74.4. And the one thing that the Texans need, they need pass rush, particularly on the defensive line. So you need a guy who's, I think, experienced. This guy's a veteran. I'm, I, I'd be really in the market for him. Uh, there's a couple guys I've uh, thought of. Uh, I thought of Justin Houston. I think there's a little bit of uh, gas in the tank there. I think that'd be a very small deal. Now, let's see. Now, the thing back. about Casey is Casey's <laughs> not going to help you with the pass rush, but run defense, oh, yeah. Let's get some of that. Certainly would feel better to... about Casey playing in the one technique over Blacklock or someone like that. Ugh. Well, I'm saying, well, Blacklock is obviously garbage until proven otherwise, but, you know, I'd like somebody that's on a defensive line that's, let's see, that can't protect what? That can't block a traffic cone or can't get through a traffic cone, rather? I mean, for crying out loud, if a run back goes bulldozing through him, he's a damn doorman. I'm not sure what you're getting at, but... I'm saying the um, defensive line right now is piss poor. It's pitiful. Yeah, it certainly leaves a lot to be desired. It's it's beyond not good or not great. It's subpar. Well, I mean, there's still some flashes of potential with Lawson and Amenahue. I think there is potential but yeah a lot of it is not realized that's why i think get a veteran guy like casey in there that'll just sort of eat blocks help with the run it would probably be a short-term deal because of casey's injury history notably last year with denver where he didn't play a lot so even with only eight million in cap space you might be able to go get a guy like casey for that just sort of show some of the younger guys how it's done and Malik Collins, I think he's a decent player, and he could 
be in the rotation quite a bit. But yeah, there's no elite talent on this defensive line. And you're not going to find one in free agency at this moment in time either. You're not going to find something solid. You're just not. I mean, you might be able to find a guy who excels at one thing, but you're not going to find a well-rounded player like J.J. Watt. Yes. Um, Something else here. Um, Austin Reeder, uh, not re-signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. 2020 played nearly 11 hard snaps. Uh, His season grades is 69.2 from Pro Football Focus, but that labeled him 12th out of 36 ranked centers. I think that's very good in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly solid. Just something. I mean, again, two problems that needed to be solved this offseason. Everything defense an offensive line right now. We still don't know who's going to be playing center. And I think that right there, it may not be your answer, but at least add them to a depth chart. Yeah. The issue could become money. Would he accept a one-term deal, a one-year deal for a few million? Is that, but then again, there might be some musical chairs where Raider just kind of runs out of spots. Well, I mean, right now, again, and I, I've said this about a lot of guys, uh, Malik Hooker, who, you know, he's only 25 years old. I mean, come on. Uh, KJ Wright is going to be 32, but there's still negotiations. Uh, let's see. There's Rick Wagner, ranked 23rd out of 79 tackles. He's a free agent, going to be hitting 32. And Melvin Ingram, I mean, would he accept uh, a non-guaranteed deal just to see if he could play instead of sitting out? Otherwise, his market's going to dry up like a raisin. As far as Reader goes, I think a one-year, I think if you put $2 million in there, and then if obviously you go the guaranteed money afterward, I, I think you would have to. When you're 30 years old and you're a just okay center, I mean, if you look at the grade, 69.2, you're in the top third percentile, but are you going to get any better at the position? Right now you're being hired for depth. No one else is knocking on the door calling for your name. I think in his position, he's going to take what he can get. Yeah, it's certainly possible. I mean, right now, it looks like their starting center might be Justin Britt, who's been injury prone and wasn't was let go by the Seahawks. Guy was let go by the Seahawks. Yeah, it's not a great thing. <laughs> well. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the Seahawks offensive lineman outside uh, Brown has just been a carousel. Yeah. To say the least. 
Yeah, and then even at right guard, it looks like Marcus Cannon might be the starter there. And he'll stay healthy he'd for, what, four huh? games? Yeah, we'll see. But is there anything else you want to add? I don't know. Yeah, the interior of the offensive line, maybe Reader would be a really good fit there somewhere. I'm sure we could find a spot for him. It's just, does it work out? That's the big question. Oh, yes. So, final thoughts? Anything else? No, I think that just about does it for me. All right, I'm good, too. All right. Well, on behalf of AJ Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.